Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast series. Podcast episodes are available on www.vhha.com and on popular podcast hosting sites and apps, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and many others. Episodes of the podcast also air each Saturday at noon and Sunday at 10 a.m. on 100.5 FM, 92.7 FM, and 820 a.m. across Central Virginia. Please send any questions, comments, or feedback to pcfpodcast at vhha.com. Again, that is pcfpodcast at vhha.com. And today we're absolutely buzzing to welcome Daniel Colossa on our show. Daniel is a radiographer with Carilion Clinic's New River Valley Medical Center, who also works as a beekeeper in his spare time. And he has an initiative to bring bees to Carilion Clinic, and we're going to talk about all that. But first, welcome to the program, Daniel. Hi. Nice to meet you, Julian, or talk to you. Absolutely. Nice to meet you virtually as well. Before we get going, in the name of full disclosure, we have to alert listeners that we're going to overload on bee-related puns during this interview. So you've been warned, and don't <laughs> don't be stung by our word choices. And since there's no need to drone on any longer, let's fly right into the interview. In doing research for oh this episode, yeah, I, I said we, we warned you ahead of time. <laughs> in doing research for this episode, one of the things we were surprised to discover, Daniel, is that you actually overcame a fear of bees, and you've now been beekeeping as a hobby for about five years. So if you would, just tell us how you achieved that dramatic shift from overcoming a fear to being a dedicated beekeeper as a hobbyist. Okay. Um, it's quite simple. The fear was initially just not understanding of what they were doing, what they wanted from me. And um, after taking my initial uh, introduction to beekeeping at my local library, I learned that beekeeping is something that, you know, that can that I can do. It can be quite fun. And I was totally uh, hooked on it and wanted to try it. And that's how I started by uh, taking that initial class. Okay. Well, I believe that we can all agree that that's an inspiring story. There's another one for you. Most people know from grade school science class that bees produce delicious honey. They help pollinate plants. They provide other environmental benefits. I wonder, what's your favorite fun fact about bees as a beekeeper, Daniel? Hmm. Um, I like how far they are willing to travel and how hard they work. Um, and I'll throw in another fact in there that uh, all the bees that are in a hive that do all the work are female bees, and they travel for several miles to find their best food sources. And they work their entire lives. The day they are born to the day that they die outside or inside the hive, they are working, working their wings off. Okay. Literally, because you can see tethered wings when they are, when they are older bees. And what's the, what's the life cycle of a, of a typical bee, of a worker bee? How long do they live? Um, it varies from the seasons. Uh, during the pollination season or during the honey flow when in the spring and in the fall and summer, their lives are a little shorter because they work a little harder. And then during the winter, uh, the bees can live for several months. They, uh, they're a little less active and therefore they're able to live a little longer and they're fed different foods to allow them to sustain a longer life, which is several months. Okay. Well, now that we've honeycombed through the academic stuff, let's talk about your latest project, which we alluded to earlier. With support from a Carilion Clinic Foundation board grant, you started a bee healthy apiary at Carilion New River Valley Medical Center. I understand this is an idea that you imported from a hospital in New Jersey where you once worked. Um, so if you would tell us about the setup you have at Carilion and, and how it operates and what benefits it provides. Sure. So I'll start first with what, what kind of gave me the idea to do it. When I worked in New Jersey, 
at Valley Hospital, uh, they had some beehives on top of one of the buildings, and uh, that just seemed really weird. But uh, after I ate some food in the cafeteria that had the honey used in the food, purchased some honey from the local shop, I thought that it was also a great program. And, you know, nearly a decade later, and I'm in Virginia, and I received the opportunity to put in for a grant to set up this project. And I said, you know, I figured I'd give it a try. And I gave it a try, had the grant approved, and I set up the apiary earlier this, this year. I actually set it up in June. And it consists of two hives currently, and I have the equipment to expand it to three. It's two hives, um, maybe a quarter mile off the property from New River Valley Hospital, which is located in many, many different farmlands and um, very rural residential areas that are also nearby that the bees will support. Uh, they'll definitely support the farmlands. There have been, been bees out there in the property um, that I've noticed when I walk around during my lunch breaks. So the bees have already been there, and by adding more, it will help out the local community in that way. And that's kind of the major benefit that the bees are bringing by helping out the local community, also produces a healthier community. And what, the honey, of course. What are the benefits? You, you talked about the environmental benefits. Are there, I mean, is there an opportunity for visitors or pay? And obviously, visitation restrictions are in place in many hospitals right now because of the ongoing mm-hmm. pandemic. But it, looking forward to the future, are there opportunities for either patients to engage with the apiary or, or to, to learn something about it or for visitors? What, what, are, what are the sort of benefits yeah. sort of directly to the hospital? That was definitely one of the goals of the apiary was to allow patients or visitors or the local community to engage and learn about bees. I've already received many emails and been stopped in the hallways by uh, local you know, employees asking me questions about bees. Can I buy honey? Can I learn about it? And I did purchase two extra bee suits for visitors to wear. And I've already had visitors out at the apiary looking at the bees as I kind of do my inspections, my routine work that I have to do with them. People are more than welcome to join me after, you know, they put on the proper PPE. And we go out there and we look at the bees. And I'm glad to uh, educate people about bees in the same way that I was helped out and alleviated a fear of insects and bees. Well, that's a different kind of PPE, it sounds like. Um, and you mentioned uh, that uh, you worked in New Jersey uh, as a native of New Jersey. Correct. I'm just curious, whereabouts in New Jersey? I was in northern New Jersey in Bergen County, and that was a very, um, very um, busy area. So having beehives, they had to be on top of the buildings. Here at New River Valley, we're in a very rural area. I'm able to have them on the ground adjacent to the property. Okay, I'm familiar with Bergen County. I was born in Passaic, which is in North Jersey. So. Oh, I lived lived in Garfield, neighboring town. Yes, sir. For people who don't mind their own beeswax and want to learn more about beekeeping, are there any online resources or information that you direct them to, Daniel? Absolutely. For people who are local to this region or to this area, I learned everything I needed to learn about beekeeping from the New River Valley Beekeepers Association, uh, NRVBA, and that's where I got started. Quick backstory, I uh, walked into my local library once in Christiansburg, Virginia, and there was a sign on the wall that says, so you want to be a beekeeper? It was a free uh, 45-minute class just with an introduction, and I went to that class and fell in love with it. And that would be most likely the best resource to uh, learn about bees locally. And then uh, people can come talk to me, and I'll direct them to the club and answer any questions they may have. 
Well, it's good to hear that you're a resource to uh, help spread the word about the hobby. Now that we've swarmed all those topics, I have a few other questions to give listeners a bit of a sense of who you are uh, beyond the work that you do, Daniel. The first question is this. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? About beekeeping? About anything or... that about anything that comes to mind. It's, it's, the, it's advice that's, ah, that's valuable well, to you. Well, uh, be patient. That was one of the most important things. Uh, is that a pun, or... Daniel? Be patient? Be patient. Uh, it is now. <laughs> You've made it one. <laughs> yeah, when I first started, uh, kind of everything seemed like a rush. It was craziness going on inside the hive, bees doing this, doing that. And I try to do everything properly. And I learned over the years, after doing this for five years now, that patience really is critical with the bees. And that kind of applies to life, too. So no need to rush things and try to overthink them, but being patient with the bees. And uh, they'll, they'll fix themselves. They're, they know what they're doing. Okay, that is good advice. The next, Daniel, and this is an entirely imaginary premise, but in the hypothetical scenario that you could anticipate your final day on Earth, what would your last meal be? Oof, last meal would well, have to be something that uh, normally I would feel guilty about the next day, such as uh, some fast food that's very unhealthy, because if it's my last day, I'm not going to feel guilty the next day. I'll go for some, uh, some McDonald's. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. You can get some nuggets with honey to dip them in. You can, yeah. <laughs> All right. And then finally, uh, if you were stranded on a deserted island, what one book, one album, and one movie would you take with you to keep yourself company? We will spot you a copy of the religious text of your choice. So other than that, what are your three entertainment survival kit picks? Oh, boy. Well, let's see. For album, I'm looking at uh, five albums that are displayed here. I'll do Paul Simon Graceland. I'm going to Graceland Memphis, Tennessee I'm going to Graceland Poor boys and pilgrims with families and we are going to Graceland Okay, that's a classic. For books Yeah, for books uh, Hmm, looking at a couple books on my shelf here and trying to think, which one am I going to pick? Uh, here's one, uh, Long Way Down by Ewan McGregor and Charlie Brumman, the motorcycle journey book. Okay. And what was the last item? It's book, album, movie. So movie for you. Movie. Ah, let's go with something funny. Ah, let's do Spaceballs. You're welcome. And may the Schwartz be with you. Okay, may the Schwartz be with you. <laughs> and with you. <laughs> well, that's going to bring us to the close of another episode of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast. If you like what you heard, please make sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe so that you know when new episodes are available. And be puns aside, we want to thank our guest, Brilliant Clinic radiographer and beekeeper, Daniel Colossa, for joining us today. Thank you, sir. Uh, thank you.